0: there how <laughs> 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 to capture the magic yikes <sighs> hello welcome to today's episode of juice the numbers your statistics and sports podcast i am one of your hosts joshua tracing
1: and i am two of your hosts Corbin heller
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man welcome to today's episode um we have emily Nyman back on the show you can check her out um uh, check out her podcast Breaking Balls, which can be found where all podcasts are assortedly found. You can find her on Twitter at m. She does it. Um, definitely give her a follow, especially if you're a Yankees fan, a baseball fan, or a fan of good comedy. Um, as uh, definitely one. Which, above.
1: if you're watching this show, you're not.
0: Yeah, yeah. If you're watching us, oh god. Ah, uh, maybe reevaluate some of your life choices, but uh, yeah, we get into some fun rule change shit um, that's going on. We talk about fashion. we got the, we cover the whole spectrum. So without further ado, here it is. All right, we are joined once again the the regular season debut of Emily Nyman. On the podcast, host of Breaking Balls pod, available all podcasts are found. M, it is great to have you again.
2: It is great to be back, even though I kind of invited myself. Well, so I,
0: mutual, it was sure. all mutual. Um, <laughs> and And we have like almost the exact opposite of the problem that we had last time, which was we talked so long about like one thing, and this time we have like 90 things to chit-chat about. Um, because it's the regular season and there's actually shit going on. Um, so we had a, a bunch of topics that we passed back and forth today. We'll get to what we got to. And otherwise, we'll, we'll just save the rest of that shit for later. But uh, this all started out of a joke because, uh, that uh, I forget if it was me or Corwin made about getting rid of Rob Manfred in a package deal with Mike Trout for Adam Silver of the NBA, the commissioner of the NBA. Now, first of all, how would that work?
1: It would. It would. It would just be one-for-one one trade or, you know, we'll, two for we'll one. add in a throw play. Yeah, you're right. Listen, it's been a long day. Math is hard. I'm already not great at it. But, yeah, two-for-one trade. Manfred's the commissioner of the NBA now. Adam Silver's commissioner of the M- MLB. I got those letters right. And Mike Trout can just do whatever the fuck he wants to do because he's Mike Trout. He so might. Mike
2: Trout in the scenario is in the NBA?
1: It can be whatever you want, per like the argument.
2: Uh, commissioner.
1: Listen, I'm not God. I don't come up with all the rules. <laughs> you guys can decide on your own.
0: Because it's like, there's one of two ways that Mike Trout stays in the NBA. And option one is he is like co-commissioner, which would be fascinating. Or two, he is a player on whatever team I guess he feels like. And I don't know which of those would be more fun
2: to see happen. I, I kind of like it, Corwin's idea of the commissioner slash player role that he had mentioned on Twitter. A little bit of both.
1: Yes, I did mention that, and I remember that vividly. Um,
2: Do you think he'd be I, confused by having
0: to play so much? Because <laughs> baseball, yeah, you're, up, you're up once every you know two or three innings, depending on how good your team is at hitting, maybe four. Um, and uh, in basketball, you're on the court for like 38 40 minutes of the game you eh, might not you, be used to being able to actually impact a game so much
1: are you questioning the athletic ability of Michael Fishman Trout
0: I'm questioning how he would feel about actually being able to make a significant impact to a team <laughs>
2: <laughs> I feel like he's like a Bo Jackson wow. of sorts that like he would just go there and still be like a star I mm-hmm. don't know why but he would probably be confused at first
1: I've never seen him shoot a basketball. I know he's better than me, and that means he could play in the NBA. Ooh, the
2: real That's question true. is,
0: do you think Mike Trout can dunk?
1: Mm. How tall is he? Six foot? Probably.
0: I don't know. But he jumps things. pretty high. He's a center fielder. He robs home runs, right? I, I
1: think would he probably presume... Yeah. I can't dunk and I'm six eight, so
0: yeah, you, you're you're you can't you're, really you're ninety-five percent of the way there. <laughs>
1: you know, I can I can reach my hands up and grab onto the net but I cannot dunk a basketball. I've done it once in my life and that's, I'm thankful I could even get that.
2: Can you at least like jump and grab the rim or is it just like you hadn't vertical? That's the height of a piece of fucking loose leaf paper.
1: Uh, Both. I mean, (laughs) don't get me wrong. I could like grab onto the rim and like pull myself up from the rim, but a full size basketball over the rim is just Mm -hmm. too much to ask.
0: Apparently my try to six two. Damn. Mm. So
1: six inches shorter and just not like I'm the equivalent below. All right. Let me rephrase our vertical. His plus is the same as my minus if we were to do averages.
2: Well, you guys have something kind of in common. That's cool.
1: We're yeah, both in New Jersey.
0: Yeah, the Millville meteor. Um. All right. So now what would we gain? from an Adam Silver MLB commissioner?
2: He would definitely be way more pro player than Manfred. Manfred is very owner-centric, which, I mean, those are his bosses. I get it. In NBA, I think they have – I'm not that familiar, but they have a structure where, like, the players kind of have ownership stake too, I think, or something like that. They have a better
0: union, basically.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And he's, like, their guy. He's, like, all about the players. So I feel like that would – I don't know how well that would translate to MLB, but that would be the plus side.
1: I think it would be the players like being like having a a center screen kind of role, like a center stage role. I'm all over the place with these idioms. But I also think the drama that we see in the NBA, whether it be trades, headlines, just you know, interplayer drama, I think some of that would carry over once they know that hey, the league's gonna support me if I go out there and and you know do something a little you know off tilt a little you know colorful they're still going to stand behind me they're still going to support me i trust adam silver we could see the same from you know big time mlb players just going off the wall and just adding some drama and bringing fans in i think think the fan interaction and bringing fans in with whatever avenue they take adam silver would just bring that nba style to mlb
0: do you think the mlb would also get a looney tunes cartoon movie
2: space slam space slam that's way better
1: (laughs) they would but because of the timing of this they wouldn't reshoot the movie in any way they would just use all the regular clips of like lebron james doing his person stuff just put a random baseball player over top just well you might try i guess in this instance and then all (laughs) good and then all of the animation is just redone for baseball so we still like playing basketball but we're just you know instead of this it's going to be like that's how he swings a bat just
0: just baltimore chop just straight down
1: yeah it doesn't matter we'd make it work
2: shittiest quality cartoon of all time
0: because like so what would you time? think that if like you know so Sil- adam silver comes over and he's like all right now players can hold out like effectively and get demanded to be traded in a more real way than they haven't because in the nba you can just be like, fucking trade me. Like, I, I am done with your shitty organization. <laughs> I'm going to leave, and you'll get what you can get for me, and I'm going where I want to go. And, you know, y- y- you hear players, like, want to be traded in the MLB, but they don't, like – like, James Harden traded himself to Brooklyn. You know, the Rockets weren't like, oh, shucks. You know, we really got to do right by Harden here. Um, Harden was like, send me to fucking Brooklyn and get what you get. What if that came to baseball? Like, how would you feel about, I don't know, what's a shitty team with a great player? Um, John Meads uh, of the Orioles. There you go. John Meads is like, this, I'm fucking, I'm fucking dumb. Or even Mike Trout in this instance. Mike Trout's <laughs> like, I'm fucking done. Like, angels, I appreciate all the money. The dollars have been great. Um, your stadium is wacky. I don't want to be here anymore. You're, you haven't put a baseball. I'm like, I'm done. Send me to uh, Minnesota or some shit. Um, would we, would we be, would we, would we be down with that?
2: Hell yeah. yeah. I wish it happened more.
1: Why not? Like what's, what's the, what's stopping MLB from just allowing players to move around?
2: They don't have I the leverage that, like that. They have in a sport like a basketball problem. where it's like, oh, oh yeah, you want to move? You're unhappy here. Well, your impact on this team isn't really that good in a small sample size where James Harden makes a huge impact immediately. So it's like they just don't have the leverage. Would you take
1: that? Was a very complete answer. I feel would you take a swap? (laughs) Like, so, so now
0: let's assume that the players can opt out. Would you take that if it also meant max contracts like we have in the the NBA? So now there's Mm -hmm. a cap on individual player contract amounts.
2: Uh, I have to be honest, I'm not that familiar with the NBA or their contracts, so fill me in quick if you can, so I can form an opinion quick.
1: Basically, there's a cap on how large a contract can be. So any given player, you know, whether it be Mike Trout, Fernando Tatis, Juan Soto, they can sign a max deal, but it's only going to be X amount based off of, I want to say, league revenue uh, or like an incremental increase year after year. But they also have these super maxes where if you're re-signing with a team that you've already played with and there's some other factors, like only one is allowed per team, a super max deal, you could get like an even greater number on top of that. It's a whole bunch of stuff like you. I'm not super well versed in NBA contracts compared to like the NFL, but it's it's a cap for contracts versus, you know, a team cap where anyone can sign for anything.
2: Obviously, MLB doesn't – I mean, I would hate a, a cap. I would absolutely hate it. But they they kind of do have that right now because, like, players can opt out of their contracts. The ones that have leverage anyway, like the good players, they'll opt out, and then they'll renegotiate an extension or more money or something. So isn't that kind of the same thing? But I guess there's just no cap.
0: Yeah, that's that's the real difference. It'd be like saying uh, the cap is uh... – Thirty-five million dollars a year. So Garrett Cole wouldn't be able to get his contract. He'd have to take a max contract. And I don't know if the max contracts in the NBA come with term limits as well. I don't think. Do they? Is it four years? I have no. I have no idea. I'm just, I just made that up uh, right now. Um, but but it's some yeah. It, it you would you would sign a max contract. You wouldn't sign like a thirty-six million dollar year contract. But the players get more leverage and that they can say fuck the Orioles. I'm going to go play for the Mets. I'm out. Would we would take that, that choice? choice? Huh?
1: Who would make that choice? You're leaving the Orioles? Sure. Going to the Mets. Jonathan, Jonathan Villar,
0: I guess. Kind of.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. those That's super max player, Jonathan Villar.
0: <laughs> I mean, he's like weirdly like one of the best
2: Mets right now.
0: But yeah.
2: Didn't um, have that awesome base running play the other day.
0: He He is wonderful. I still can't believe the Orioles just randomly cut him to get nothing. It doesn't matter. Um, They're such a weird organization. Because, like, I think the storylines of fuck your shitty team would be great. I mean, like, again, like, one of the main reasons Harden leaving the Rockets was such a big deal was in part because, like, yeah, Harden, great player, all that. Brooklyn, super team that got better. But also, it was like, now the Rockets are going to feel pain. (laughs) And they didn't have to feel much pain because if you have this, that one really good player, like you're not going to be in pain. But if all of a sudden, you know, like dominoes start to fall and players start to leave like an MLB organization, well, it might get dicey kind of quick, you know. Imagine like uh, uh, Josh Donaldson was like, all right, I'm out of the twins, and then Nelson Cruz was like, he's gone. All right, I'm like, I'm dragging my 45 year old ass out of here too, and then Andralton Simmons was like, uh, "Covid's not real," and I'm leaving, and you know, everyone just started like piecing out. I oh, don't know. It it could make for a really interesting set of hit pieces, which are bad journalism but great for riling up fan bases.
2: Yeah, it would uh, send the writers into a frenzy, that's for sure, because they try to create that frenzy around NLB contract negotiations. And I feel like it's not really there, but they do it anyway, and fans still get whipped up and get nuts over it. So that would just be pandemonium. Mm-hmm.
0: That's what we need, right? Like, that's part <laughs> of what makes NBA so, so fun for people. Like, it's chaos in the best way.
1: Yeah, right? I mean, like, we all know – pretty much exactly what's going on in the NBA. We know all the major headlines. I don't think I've watched a a full or even a, a majority of an NBA game in like three years. I don't watch the game, but it's so fun to follow. It's so easy to follow. It's hard not to. And I think that's the biggest thing. Like we were getting into, you know, contracts and player, you know, leverage. I think the big thing is just how well Adam Silver has marketed the NBA how well he's been able to draw fans in by just making smart decisions and just being like hey that makes sense that is you know morally right that's ethically right that's a common sense decision like MLB's been talking about or people talking about MLB have been talking about and it's just worked people enjoy the common sense they enjoy smart decisions running a running a business running a a league and boy we don't have that right now
2: If I can, and I'm not defending Rob Manfred here. I'm going to defend Major League Baseball in that, in its defense. And I'm not trying to sound like, oh, you know, you have to have a high intelligence to understand baseball. You don't. That's not what I mean. But it's easier to understand moves, I think, made by a commissioner in, you know, the NBA, or even by a team as far as players that they trade or they sign, because it's your classic timed game, you have to get the ball on the net at either end of the court. So you know the role the players play, where in baseball, it can be a lot more convoluted, that it's such a game of failure, and it needs such a large sample size to really even things out and find out what's going on, that these minutiae moves made by the league and, and by teams, it doesn't make sense to a lot of people, because it's tough to really wrap your brain around, especially when you're talking about minor leagues then, and then all these different tiers. It's like, there's so many players and there's so many moves that it's hard to follow. And it's not exciting because these guys are also boring. Let's be honest, most of them are boring. They don't have any sort of personality. They don't talk to the press. They don't say anything besides canned shit when they do, so.
0: I greatly look forward to um, every trip that the angels take so that Mike Trout treats out in all caps, the city that they're going to and then like three or four plane emojis. And it's like, oh, gee, thanks Mike. Yeah, I, too, have looked at the Angel schedule today.
2: <laughs> like, well, even like with- You know that he's doing it really nervously. He's a scared flyer, so he's not over there, like, excited. He's like, oh, my God, I have to get in this fucking plane. I'm terrified.
0: <laughs> he's just letting us all know his whereabouts in case something goes wrong. Exactly.
1: <laughs> but, like, even with off off the field stuff, we saw, you know, what happened with, oh, my God, I just had his name that I said over and over again, third baseman for the Dodgers, ginger hair.
0: Justin Turner.
1: Justin Turner. Thank Chris. Um, They win the world series. He test positive for COVID is pulled from the field that day. He's out there celebrating with his team. He's out there celebrating the, the victory. He has teammates. He has teammates, family members who are on the field there who are, you know, immune system compromised. And he's still choosing to go out there and do his own thing. And there were no repercussions for, from the MLB. We have a guy go out and leave the bubble in the NBA playoffs last year to go pick up delivery, pick up some DoorDash, and he has to, I think he had to leave the bubble. There were serious repercussions for, you know, this is just a a coronavirus example, but you do something to break the rules that affects other players around you, affects the league, affects anything. Hey, there's going to be consequences, Speaking of which, I
0: think the snitch hotline should be universal for every sport and should be year-round because I just want players to be super petty and tattle on other players for nonsense.
2: (laughs) Only if they make the calls public. They can make the the voices with a modulator so we don't know who it is, but I just need to hear them.
1: That'd be so good. Somebody tell Max Scherzer that he has to wash his fucking game day socks after the game. It's fucking disgusting.
0: God. Uh, all right. So point being, would you, you know, and let's substitute Mike Trout for whoever, like your favorite or the, the face of baseball is in your okay. mind, whether it's Corwin, probably Fernando Tatis Jr. M- Mike Machado
2: at this point for you, maybe. Well, he's my favorite, but I wouldn't say he's the face. I, because Corwin's going to say Wait, Tatis. Manny Machado
1: is your favorite player. Yeah, probably. Oh yeah, I so I watch
2: the Padres the every night after the Yankees are over because I just love them. He's. So I'll be crazy. honest.
1: I don't. I don't think Fernando's the face. I think it's still Trout. I want it to be Tatis. I think it will be Tatis. But I'm, I'm, right I now, think, I think it's still Trout.
0: I think the Trout's the face of baseball in the same way that January is the face of a calendar. <laughs> just because he's first doesn't make it the best.
1: What an analogy. That was good. Like saying Mike Trout's not the best.
0: I'm no, I'm saying he's always on the top of the leaderboard. So he's clearly like, he's the guy you're gonna find. If -hmm. you're looking up who's leading in slugging, who's leading in war, who's leading in like outs above average and shit, you're always going to see Mike Trout. And so in that way, like his, his name is always there. So in some respect, his face is always going to pop up, but I'd say guys with more personality that have only been up for the last two to four seasons have garnered a lot more public attention and have generated more discourse outside of a statistical sense, even just on Twitter that I think calling him the face of baseball, at this point might be tough when you have guys like Tatis and Ronald Acuna Jr. And Juan Soto who all take up a little bit more mindshare outside of, Hey, who's leading in war right now? Mike Trout. All right. Then the stats count. Which is great, but it's like I saw a lot of people talking about buying Jazz Chisholm jerseys this year because he's been so much fun, which he has absolutely been so much fun. And he has blue hair. Mike Trout's like the literally the best hitter in baseball, but is that enough to make you the face of baseball? And I'm not sure I would argue that he is.
1: I think in defense of Mike Trout and to attack Juan Soto and Fernando Tatis. (laughs) you think about hey like who is going who's like who's going to be the best player in baseball in 5 years who's the up and coming guys who are the rising stars it's juan soto it's ronald acuña it's fernando tatís but tatís only just passed 162 games in his career he's only surpassed one total season i don't think you could call him the face of baseball even if he is well marketed and well known because we still don't really know what kind of player he's going to be. Like if he continues on the trajectory that he is on now, he's going to hit 60 home runs and he's going to commit 185 (laughs) errors. Like that's just how it's going to go.
2: Which I honestly would take. (laughs) Uh, I think and uh, maybe Trout, what holds Trout back is blackouts that how can you be the face of baseball when the only people that can watch him play are in Southern California? or you know, in that surrounding area, that the other teams, they benefit from being on a better team. So ESPN is way more inclined to play a Padres game. They're way more inclined to play a Braves game uh, and a Nationals game where the Angels, they're like, we're not. Oh, Otani's going to pitch and hit? Okay, we'll show the Angels. But Blackouts handcuff Major League Baseball with making Trout the face because they can put them on as many ads as they want. But then What's the point of that if then the people, the, ki- the kids in that area, they see his face on a bus or on a commercial, but then they can't watch him play? Unless or if you live in the tri
0: state area, you get to see his face on a box of frozen pretzels at the grocery store. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> and I'm not sure that exists outside the tri state area, but I know that everybody in the tri state area knows exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's those black pretzels, yeah. <laughs> the black box with the red hat that you think is an angel's hat, but it's not branded. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what? It's at least an <laughs> you know what league doesn't have blackouts and where this isn't an issue? The fucking NBA.
0: Adam Silver, come save us! All right. But I will say before we move on, league.
1: I think Shohei Otani has a better chance of becoming the face of baseball than Soto, Acuña, or Tatis. I yeah, think
2: I if think he so. dominates
1: both sides, both sides of baseball, that's going to be a like that's not just going to be held to baseball. He's going to be a world-renowned player in his own right.
0: I, there there's a lot of facets to this and i and i think if we keep going we'll be back and forth on it for the entire time and it's already been a lot Somebody longer than thought i thought it would talking? be uh at least too hot and cold man um <laughs> all right so let's take the next point which is so last time we had em on we talked about um we had like a rule change draft or you know a fun rules draft and MLB is t- uh, partnering with the Pioneer League, which is an independent league, which MLB partners with a lot of indie leagues to try out goofy rule changes and wacky shit that they don't quite want to get the affiliated ball teams used to since they're a little bit maybe too experimental and you don't want to introduce too many concepts that might not end up flying all the way up to MLB. But regardless, so they partner with the Pioneer League to introduce the concept of the home run derby as a replacement for extra innings. And since we talked about goofy rules uh, a few months ago when we had M on last, we figured this would be a great opportunity to talk about this goofy rule, which is replacing, I guess in its entirety, extra innings with the home run derby. So, um, M, what is your initial reaction to that as a concept?
2: In a vacuum or in the world as we know it that has the runner on second extra innings rule?
0: No, let's assume, let's assume the runner on second thing like never happened. It's like, it, it's regular oh, extra innings, just okay. normal baseball. And then they were like, fuck it, never mind." 10th inning is the home run derby.
2: You know, I, I would be very tempted to say I love that because I love home runs and I love the home run derby. It's like the best part of the all-star game, but I would like it until my team lost in that derby in the 10th inning, and then I would absolutely hate it. So I'm just going to get ahead of myself and say, no, I wouldn't want it. Give me the extra innings. I, even though there's a lot of luck involved in, in baseball in general, I still don't like the idea of a game being played for almost three hours and then it being decided by a home run derby. If the second in, second in runner on second rule is in, then yes, give me the home run derby instead of that bullshit.
0: <laughs> well, because I think, I, I agree cuz I think the idea here is if we're already, go- already going to make extra innings not baseball let's have them be really not baseball <laughs> like why even fucking pretend you know if we're already going to put the runner on second or you're already going to say we're going to tweak it so it ends faster then just 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 have fucking fun the NHL did this you know if if you go to um overtime the NHL you go to 3 on 3 which already isn't quite hockey, but it's also only five minutes. And then it's honestly a lot of fun. And then after that, if it's still tied, then you do shootout. And I actually think something similar might be workable for the MLB since I believe when I believe trusting Josh's memory here um, from when they first announced the runner on second rule that they said something like over 60%, 70% of games that went to extra innings ended before like the 12th. So if you said to me, even in t- even in like twenty eighteen baseball pre, run around second shit. If you said tenth inning and eleventh inning, normal extra innings. If the game gets to the twelfth inning, in interest of time, home
2: run derby. I think I'm ju- I think I'm cool with that. Yeah, me too. I kind of want that like tonight.
0: That'd be great tonight. <laughs> that
2: would be.
1: I got worried you were going to steal my point, Joss, when you started talking about uh, hockey. In the o- Olympic hockey, right, what is the single greatest moment since the miracle on ice?
0: Uh, I won't USK make me to think. Canada
1: Yes. TJ Oshie going up eight times in the shootout and just single-handedly putting the entire country on his back, dominating and winning us the gold medal. Why would there be anything better you could do for baseball and for fan enjoyment than setting Vlad Guerrero up there and just telling him hit the fucking shit out of the ball 10 times in a row and just go to town. You're like, you pick your best player to go up and hit the ball. You're sending Vlad up there. You're sending Mike Stanton up there. You're sending the best players you got to put the team on your back, win you the game. And it's not like teams are, you know, need a, a shootout specialist on their team. You already have these power hitters on every single team. Let them just mash. Do what everyone agrees is the most exciting part of baseball is when somebody hits a monster home run. Have them do it 10 times. Oh, they tie or, oh, neither of them hit a home run. Okay, it's like, all right, now we're going back. Just player, 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 player. Just mashing home runs. Yeah, everyone agrees the home run derby is better than the All Star Game. Everyone agrees the home run derby is essentially the best "quote unquote" all store all star event in you know the major five sports. Again, like you guys said, if we're gonna have stupid rules for extra innings like we already do, yeah, let's get this in here and go crazy. If we're gonna have normal baseball, okay, we'll have normal baseball. We'll we're all happy with that. We're all gonna live.
0: Yeah the the way that MLB um, is working with the Pioneer League. It's going to be, you pick your best, you pick you pick your hitter. They see five balls, five opportunities to hit a home run. If it's still tied, you know, both sides hit three home runs or whatever. Then you pick a different hitter or they go out and do sudden death. Um, if you, M, if you had your ability to make the home run derby in extra innings, whatever you wanted it to be, would you go with the MLB's layout here or would you change anything
2: um i think that it would have to be changed because i mean i love the layout as it is but that's good for a one-off event that if you had it where it's like hit as many as you can in these timed period you'd have guys injured from doing that if, if they have you know a few extra inning games in one week stanton's gonna be on the il for three years if he's doing that kind of shit so you'd have to change the format
0: I would also want an opportunity to see, like, goofy players you wouldn't expect. Yeah. Because that's one of the fun parts about – so in, in hockey, um, when you go to shootout, everyone just gets – each player just gets one shot. And if you're still tied up, you just keep fucking going. And it gets to a point at the bench where it's like, we're sending up that guy? <laughs> Him? So,
1: I'd, Like when you oh, see a defenseman go up there and it's just like, ah, fuck, are we at this point yeah, in the Yeah, right? Like,
0: like, oh, my God, that's the best we got right now. No one else can shoot. Um, And I'd kind of love it to be like, and it might be too long, but I'd love to see the whole lineup have to do it. Like, everybody in your starting lineup gets, like, you know, one swing. And then whoever's lineup gets the most home runs. Because, you know, I really want to see, I really want to see, like, Brett Gardner have to like figure it out. Like, I really want to see Higgy just like smoke a bomb. Like, I, I kind of want to see like those goofy dudes. Cause you're right. If it was every night, Giancarlo Stanton would be the guy you pick every time, either him or, or judge. And then, and then, you know, I'm not saying you get tired of it, but like, it'd be, it'd be those two guys. Right. I want to see someone weirder. Make Tyler way do this and prove to me. He can hit a ball. That's grooved down the middle at a reasonable speed. <laughs>
1: Joshua, David, Tracy, we just had this argument about the universal DH about what's the point of sending pitchers up there to hit if they're not good at hitting. Why would you want to send Brett Gardner up there? Watch him try and hit a home run, flail, uh, excuse me, flail around and hit balls just past second base instead of watching Mike and Judge up there.
0: I, I will not take any Gardner slander.
2: And also, because
1: sorry, he's me- 45 years old, bald, <laughs> and about the height of my hip.
2: Me and John were talking about this in this week's episode of uh breaking balls, actually. And his point was, well, not all, you know, what not all teams have like a big home run hitter, which of course is Dude. not necessarily true, especially in this day and age. Yeah. But then I made the point to him, like, they're not gonna have like Chapman on the mound, they're not gonna have someone who's like throwing gas and then throwing uh, breaking stuff that falls off the table. It's going to be someone behind an L screen, like the hitting coach, just throwing 75 mile per hour fastballs down the center of the plate. So I love the whole lineup idea because with that sort of pitching, anyone can be the hero. And any of those guys can go yard on a ball groove down the center of the plate at 75 miles an hour when they know it's coming.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, we, I remember, you know, it, when, when there's like sport crossover events, like I remember a few years ago, Odell Beckham jr. Went to a batting practice at the Yankees um, stadium and hit a home run. And it's like, yeah, like people are athletic. Then that's obviously Odell Beckham jr. Is an athlete, but it's like they're baseball players. Like they all got here because they can do it. Some of them are just better at doing it at a major league level than others. If Mookie bets, if like five foot two Mookie bets, can smash home runs like nobody's goddamn business then yeah i bet tyler wade could if he like got a pitch that anybody could reasonably touch
2: listen 12 year old vladimir guerrero jr was hitting fucking bombs at camden yards off uh batting practice pitching so if he can do it at 12 brett gardner can do it at 52
0: no need to assault the orioles pitching staff like that <laughs>
1: <laughs> Listen, you're talking the talk here and making me think that I could go out there and hit a 400-foot home run. And I'm going to go to the batting cage at some point now and embarrass the shit out of myself. And I'm I gonna mean, say, with an aluminum bat,
0: bat and a tennis ball, anything's possible, buddy.
1: It's true. You just and get those require miracle
2: jumps, so I think you're okay.
1: Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Any Any other shots you want to take of me right now? Let's go. I'm ready. Lay them on Literally
0: all of them. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip down the topics a little because there, there there was two I definitely wanted to get to the first one is this we are currently yes Corwin what's up
1: I have a topic I want to talk about who let the dogs out
0: who 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 um no no one's really sure for yeah it's it's one of the great mysteries I teed
1: that up from the start and I've just been sitting on that can of corn in the back pocket just ready
0: (laughs) can of corn in the back pocket all right anyway um (laughs) So as it stands right now, the Yankees are playing the Astros. Um, if not literally right now, then momentarily. Um,
2: yeah, and there's to top of the first.
0: Okay, good. And there seems to be a level of discourse around it that I wasn't expecting. Which is, why are these Yankees fans booing these Astros? And if the, the, part of this comes down on a lot of this comes down on Manfred because he didn't punish anybody, but also, I mean, if you're gonna be a dick. And you're gonna do something wrong you gotta wear it and i know that there's large portions of 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 yankees fans that have done relatively shitty things like throwing stuff at what team did we throw stuff at sometime earlier the, who was that it wasn't the tigers was it
2: i hope not the hell oh, did no. they do besides be shitty yeah we, th- we i that's...
1: honestly think it was the tigers like <laughs> like one of those it was Midwest. a weird team yeah like one of those like Near the Great Lakes, I want to say.
0: Yeah, regardless. Look, whether I, I don't think there's anything wrong with angrily voicing your opinion at people who are paid to be there um, (laughs) to people who are paid to play the game people who are paid to kind of deal with your bullshit in a certain type of way. And I also don't think there's anything wrong with not really caring about the Astro scandal anymore, but still indulging in the hatred because it's fun.
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I never really cared all that much from the start. I mean, it'd be pretty hypocritical of me as like a huge A-Rod fan to care about that. But the issue becomes that the, the team is way more willing to wear it than the fans. Astro fans are unwilling to accept what happened to their team. And I know other teams have done it, but it's like no one did it that blatantly that they got caught by a fucking random fan listening to old games, like just wear it and accept it. And then no one will care anymore. Once you start, you stop like throwing a tantrum about it. And for anyone to not expect this, I mean, that's just willful ignorance. I think that's crazy.
0: Well, and it's also wild when the people aren't, realizing that like a lot of people are doing this just because it's fun. It's, it's fun to make a bunch of goofy signs involving trash cans and <laughs> pretend to be really angry about it. And whether you are or aren't, doesn't really matter. But like, if I happen to have tickets to tonight's game, I don't give a shit about this anymore. I'd make a sign though. <laughs> it's
2: fun. It's no, engagement at this point. You know what I mean? Especially after a year of not being able to go to games. Yeah, yeah, I, I, and and in a
0: very weird way, it's good for the sport right now. It's bringing a lot of attention and engagement towards, yeah, what is a really bad part of what happened two to five years ago. Um, but at the same time, like, people are going to these games. They're getting a ton of, ma- of national attention, and
2: I don't think that's that much of a bad thing right now, a s- couple years removed from it. No, and it makes these games have a little bit more juice. You know what I mean? Like, these games feel like they mean more as opposed to being games like 27 and 28 of the season. They feel like they have meaning to them, and I don't know if that would necessarily feel that way if the fans weren't going absolutely bonkers. Last night, felt like a playoff game. It did. It did.
1: I mean, Dusty Baker came out and said, what, like, oh, there's only, like, five players on the team left over from that 2017 2017 team. Who are you booing? Like, are you booing the play? Like, are you booing the team? Are you booing the jersey? Are you? As Seifeld
0: said, we're booing laundry.
1: It's like, well, we're booing everything. Like, we don't care that there's only five players left. I don't give a shit. We're booing the fact that this team, this organization as a whole, cheated, won themselves a World Series because of the cheating. And their wrists are a little discolored for like a week, four years ago because of it.
2: Yeah, I mean, Astros are going to be getting booed fucking 15 years from now.
1: I hope so. And none of
2: those guys that are on the team are going to have been like six years old or five years old when that scandal happened.
1: It's just Honestly, the way it is. unless that team, like the owner is forced to sell the team and it's a complete gutting of the front office and anyone who is even close to looking at the general direction of what was going on, people are going to still hate them. And they should. Absolutely. Honestly, I think if they did clean house like that, I personally <laughs> would be able to get over it, but I can't speak for all fans of baseball.
0: If I was the Yankees, I would lean into this and I would be selling trash can merch and be like, "Oh, we're donating all the proceeds to like PBS and it's like a bunch of Oscar the 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 Grouch fucking branded shit wearing like an Astros jersey and just rile them up. Rile them up. It can't be worse than free beer day in, in Cleveland in the seventies. You know what I mean? Like, let's just fucking go I, make a make a, make a point.
2: And it's keeping the Astros relevant. I mean, obviously they've been good and they made it to the postseason all these years, but there've been a lot of teams that have made it to the postseason with some regularity and they aren't in the center of everything of every conversation among fans like the Astros are. So it's like, can they really hate it that much? It won them a the World Series. They didn't get in trouble for it, really. And they're still relevant no matter what they do. People still care when they come to town. They could be the shittiest team in the league right now. And every single place that they visit would have a packed house to boo them.
1: So. Yeah. I mean, every time I go to a White Sox game, I hold up a, a 190 tickety three. I don't know what year they, they up the World Series. Thank you. I still hold up one of those signs every time I see the White Sox. Those fucking. 1919.
0: 1919 okay yeah get
1: get fucked josh you dummy not knowing what year (laughs) it took place
0: i go to the white Sox games and i ask them why they never wear white socks y'all wearing black socks you guys got to wear white socks that's the point it's your name
1: (laughs) josh back to your point i think the yankees should go head over heels just like dive headfirst into this free beer night and all the beers come in little gray solo cups that look like trash cans that they can throw onto the field
2: that's a good idea. Or the Yankees can do like a citizen's arrest and hold the five players that were on the 2017 team because they weren't punished in the cells that are below Yankee stadium for the drunks.
1: I think they put them up in the gallows in center field and just have a Chapman take turns walking down the line, just throwing.
0: They should get under a 101 uh, like, mile like a, an hour
1: fastball, just right at their fucking gallows. gut.
0: You should get like a generic brand of whatever the Astros mascot is. Oh, I got dark. Um, okay. <laughs> and put him out in center field in um in the stocks.
1: Just imagine a firing squad of just the entire bullpen of the Yankees just standing like back to back, like just gaps, just in a line in center field while they're all like strung up or whatever.
0: Just bring in some middle schoolers and gets Jose Altuve's baseball,
1: and you just throw put him in, them in handcuffs, and it's just a wave of hundred mile an hour fastballs. All right, so we're that we're hitting our guilt. time. I don't think a single fan. Picturing be right.
2: orbit and mm-hmm. stocks is to be picturing that for the rest of the night.
1: Jose like, Altuve having stand on milk crate like Not so he fits. good orbit. Um,
0: <laughs> all right, uh, rather, we're we we pretty much at our time, but I had one other thing I wanted to mention because uh, it was it's, it's too interesting of a topic to me to not bring it up, and that is that Lindsay Adler caught some shit this past week on Twitter because she made fun of a guy at a Diamondbacks game on like a second or third date. Um, who wore gym shorts and the spring training Diamondbacks T-shirt? And I need opinions on whether that is acceptable <laughs> second date apparel to a baseball game. M.
2: Um, the shirt, hundred percent. The shorts, I mean, personally. I probably wouldn't give a shit, especially if we're going to a baseball game. Like if you're, and they were pretty close to the dugout. So it's like, if you're buying me like field level seats, you can wear gym shorts, especially if it's a hundred degrees outside. But as someone who's in their thirties, I can understand where she's coming from. That I think the divide was you had a bunch of teenagers and like younger, early twenties guys where your life is a lot different. So it's like, if you were like in your thirties, mid thirties, then I think any guy would be like, I don't see a problem with it, but I also wouldn't wear gym shorts to a date. So I think it's just like a, a difference of where you are in life, really.
0: Lindsay's too old to be hip. That. Got it. Got I'll it. Be honest, <laughs> I, I, That's
1: a moral I was my story. In my head, I was like, gym short, like I wear gym shorts to baseball games. Like every time I go, I wear them out like every time in the summer. Like if it's not like going out to eat or whatever. And it's like, oh, right. I am. 23. Okay. No, I get it. Oh, I, yeah, am no, child.
2: I think for me, the
1: asshole,
0: I, <laughs> I think for me, the difference is the date, the idea of the date, because I know today I've been, I've been with my girlfriend for, for two years. If I'm going to a Yankees game and everybody. it's like 95 degrees, I'll wear shorts. But like, if it was our second date, I don't think I'd have worn gym shorts because it's like, I want to make a good impression. So like, I'll be a little uncomfortable and dress better. Rather than, like, comfortable and dressed like I was about to go play basketball after this. <laughs> so, like, I, I get her point, and I think she's getting a little bit unfairly dragged. But at the same time, it's a weird time to make that point.
2: Yeah.
1: So, gym shorts, a little too casual. That's fine. We we can all accept that. Are cargo shorts a better option or worse oh,
0: option? Oh, no. What cargo are you carrying? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, batteries <laughs> to throw on the field, just things like that. What is this? It's not, not Philadelphia. Is <laughs> you don't <laughs> know. Snacks. My, my closest stadium is Philadelphia. Fuck off.
0: Yeah. All right. I'm glad we could settle this debate then. <laughs> so uh we had more shit, but the Yankees game is on, and I, I know all three of us are desperate to get to it. So and we're gonna let you go. Thank you so much for joining us again. What have you got to plug and where can people find you?
2: Well, you can find us on Twitter at Pod and we release an episode now. We change our release date every Thursday, so we'll have an episode out tomorrow, and it'll be that way probably for the remainder of the season. And thanks for having me. I'll be sure to invite myself back on sometime soon.
0: Literally whenever you want.
1: (laughs) Twitter contractually obligated tweets are, you know. (laughs) Bound by law. Lo- Jesus Christ, that was just <laughs> such an abysmal sentence, start to finish. That's yeah. You
0: know, we're just gonna get all right. <laughs> Thank gosh. you so much for joining us. No problem. All right, that was our conversation with Emily Nyman. There was a few things that we didn't get to get to, um, because you know, working under time constraints. And finally, there's so much happening, which is great. So we'll probably have to get her back on later, um. A couple of pop topics um, that happened recently that we didn't get the chance to that might not be as present um, or meaningful later on to talk about. The uh, figured I'd just give some lip service to Amir Garrett's suspension. That just doesn't make any sense. Um, seven games for what? Taunting, suck a dick, like get out of here. Um, so didn't get the chance to talk about that too much. Maybe we'll have something longer on it later. Surprised I am surprised Joe
1: Kelly didn't get uh, suspended for that.
0: Uh, I'm surprised Tom Brady didn't get suspended either. Um,
1: Joe Kelly is still the background of my computer. It has been for like a year. Him that makes the sense.
0: Yep. Uh, the other one is that today, as we're recording this, which is um, May 5th. Jeez, I looked at that five and was like, what month starts with five. Where um, are we? <laughs> uh, John means through a no-hitter, which is pretty cool. It's not the first no-hitter in... Baltimore Orioles history, but, Corwin, do you know when the last no-hitter was for the Orioles?
1: Oh, man. Um, Matt Harvey. This is his first with season Harvey. with the Orioles. <laughs> Could have done it. I don't pay super close attention. Honestly, I, I was picturing the orange of the Mets and was like, yeah, those are the Orioles. Fuck, man, I'm so dumb today.
0: Yeah, Which, if you
1: just listen to else. this episode, you already know. <laughs>
0: Was done by Jim Palmer. Do you know who Jim Palmer is? I know. Hall of Fame pitcher. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He's one of the best pitchers of uh, his era. Uh, I don't think it'd be a stretch to say he's probably one of the greatest pitchers of all time. Yeah. He he was the last guy who did it. Oh, no. I don't think so. He's very old. He did it. He lasted it in 1969. Yeah. There's been. It it it, it's been a minute for the Orioles. It has been fifty-two years since the Orioles had a no-hitter, which is a very large gap in time.
1: I Googled Jim Palmer and video watchers, I almost said video listeners, uh you get the perk of being able to see that oh no, it's there okay. Well it's shit. Oh he's so hunky. but what a hunk. google it for yourself, you could see him fucking lifting a dumbbell just all I I didn't realize that
0: Jim Palmer was part of the Fappening.
1: (laughs) Oh, Yikes! (laughs) <laughs> Yikes.
0: <laughs> oh, anyway. <laughs> Alright, we'll leave the show at that. Um, if you uh yeah, I will be back at doing this shoot on Monday. Um <laughs> If you wanna follow the show on Twitter, you can do so at Juicing If you wanna follow Cord on Twitter, you can do so at Corwin Heller And if you wanna follow, wanna follow me on Twitter, you can do so at Joshua D Tracy. Um And, yeah, that's it for this week. So until Monday, y'all have a
1: good one. Uh Bye.